Hi, this is Ken Levine, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson, along with our friend Phil Grice, as we continue our look at the early broadcast career of legendary Dodgers announcer Vin Scully. Phil Grice, of course, founder and owner of Archival Television Audio, ATV Audio. Dot com. Ben Scully passed away Tuesday, August 2nd at the age of 94. Before we went to break, Bill and I listened to a clip from an interview that Ben Scully gave to Roy Firestone of ESPN Sports at the time in which he discussed the frustration felt by fans of the Brooklyn Dodgers when the team left Brooklyn for Los Angeles at the end of the 1957 baseball season. Frustration that the team had only won one World Series championship during its time in Brooklyn. That series being the 1955 World Series. Now, of course, uh, Vin Scully talked about how they lost the first two games of, of that series before eventually winning in seven games. One of the signature moments of that 1955 World Series, Phil, was when Jackie Robinson stole home plate. That's got to be, for me, and for, I would say, tens of thousands of other fans, especially those who were able to witness it firsthand, the great moment of all time, because it sparked the Brooklyn Dodgers. And, met, and, and Jackie Robinson, he was known for his base stealing in those days. He was known for his dancing off of the bases. He was known for rattling a pitcher and making a pitcher balk. And uh, by his own words, he did a very foolish thing. The Dodgers were behind in game one, and um, he, he elects to steal home in the eighth inning. And fortunately, he was called safe. That's been one of the great controversial calls of all time. And to this day, Yogi Berra, you know, protested being, you know, an out. And uh, no one has ever really been able to definitively determine whether he was safe or out, but he was officially safe. Well, let's listen to Ben Scully call that famous play Game 1 uh, the 1955 World Series between the New York Yankees and the Brooklyn Dodgers, audio courtesy, ATVAudio.com. 6-3 Yankees here in the eighth. Belt to center, Noren going back and to his right. Hauls it in, tagging up as Frillo coming to the plate, going to third is Robinson. So Zimmer gets a sacrifice fly ball. Chasing in Perillo, and Robinson moves to third. It is now a 6-4 ball game in favor of the Yanks. The Dodgers will now go to their bench. We'll have a pinch hitter. It's Frank Kellert, and what a story you can tell about this boy. When the Dodgers sent Irv Palika to Baltimore, Frank Kellert was sent over to Brooklyn. Most folks figured he'd be consigned to St. Paul. But Kellett was so promising in Vero Beach and throughout the spring. He stayed with the club, and here he is in the World Series, batting for Don Besson. Kellett is well known in the Texas League. Ball one. Robinson kind of shaking up the ballpark a bit as he dances down off third. We've had an attempt of stealing home today by Billy Martin. He was out of the plate. Robbie's coming.
coming to the plate. The throw to Barra. He steals it. Vin Scully calling Jackie Robinson's steal of home in the top of the eighth inning of game one of the 1955 World Series, a classic play in the in the annals of Major League Baseball that was further immortalized in the video for the uh, song Center Field by John Fogarty, audio courtesy Phil Grice, ATVAudio.com. The amazing thing, Phil, and again, I'm speaking as someone who continues to listen to Scully today on a semi-regular basis. That clip was 60 years ago, but he said to be listening to him today, the voice is there, the, the cadence is there. It's classic Vin Scully. That's timber that doesn't uh, wither. Um, absolutely, I agree. And um, we shortened that clip a little. Uh, the crowd noise continues for quite some time. And what makes it really very, very, very brilliant with regard to the approach of Vince Scully. He does not say another word for quite some time. Uh, we as viewers, we are absorbing it. And there's nothing more to be said. You know, it, 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 it's a moment where we're taking it in. Um, he never would use words superfluously when it required, you know, a certain approach to description. He would do it, but then this is a great example where less was more. And, and, and one very interesting uh, sideline uh, for our, view, uh, our listeners, Frank Kellett, who came in to pinch hit, uh, later on, um, he absolutely did a no-no, in my opinion, where he was interviewed for a uh, newspaper, and he said that uh, Jack Robinson was out at the plate. That got back to Branch Rickey, and um, Branch Rickey fired him. He was gone. <laughs> he was gone. Uh, he was called Honest Abe, Frank Kellett. Um, and it's just a little side note with regard to a moment in time, and very few people even remember the name Frank Kellett, who was that back when Robinson did go home. Well, he may have gotten fired, but uh, and as, you, as, as you mentioned before, that play is still debated even to this day. Yes. Uh, our, our next clip is a clip. Uh, dated uh, July 29th, 1961. This is Jackie Robinson himself recalling the play to uh, Mel Allen on WXTV, uh, July 29th, 1961, audio courtesy Phil Grace. Talking about plays at the plate, of course, one of the most famous when you stole home here at Yankee Stadium, and I can still see Yogi jumping up and down like a fellow on a pogo stick. You know, I had him, I had him. Uh, but that's beside the point. I'm not going to ask you whether you had it or didn't have it because uh, they said you did, and I'm sure you must have. Well, you know, I think, yeah. Mel, I was either safe, depending upon whether they were Dodger fans or whether they were Yankee <laughs> yeah. fans. And, and but, the but, but the point I was trying to get at was, you didn't get much help because of the hitter, and I, I, I mean this respectfully, I'm not trying to get on, because you know, it's tough when you're out there, and especially in a World Series, you, you just, uh, it was a lot of pressure and the heat's going on, but I remember the hitter stepping back and letting Yogi <laughs> come up there, you know, instead of, no. instead of holding it, is that right? Yes, but, uh, you know, Mel, we have been beaten by the Yankees for so many years, mm -hmm. playing baseball right down by the book. 
And it was a foolish play. I knew it at the time. I was, I was stealing home. It was a foolish play, but the Yankees had beaten us. This was the fourth. This was our yeah. fifth pennant. They had yeah. beaten us for four times previously in the World Series. And uh, we were behind in this game, the first game of the series. And, and I said, you know, we've got to either do something or we're going to be beaten again. And uh, so I said, I'm going to see. It's foolish. We were two runs behind. I'm stealing in the, in the uh, eighth inning. Uh, but the, my thinking was, and I think this is what I, I noticed Dressen doing, and I, uh, he changes his pattern. If we're not doing something well, he would change his style of managing, mm -hmm. therefore giving us other opportunities. He didn't just, if we were losing, he didn't just follow in this pattern. So I said, even if I'm thrown out, we're doing something different. And uh, uh, I, as I say, it was a foolish play, but wow. I, I did a lot of foolish things when I played ball, so that one more wouldn't have mattered. It was a foolish play that worked out pretty well. <laughs> I love that, man. That response is fabulous. Uh, Jackie Robinson explaining to Mel Allen why he stole home in the 1955 World Series uh, from a conversation originally broadcast on WPIX-TV July 29, 1961. Audio courtesy audio.com as we continue our look at the early broadcast career of legendary Dodgers broadcaster Vin Scully. Phil, we only got a few minutes left this segment. Uh, uh, before we close uh, and before we leave the subject of Jackie Robinson uh, stealing home, Vin Scully uh, recalled that moment in 1989 in a conversation with Roy Firestone of ESPN. He was involved in the last out of a game in Ebbets Field, and he was called out, and the Dodgers lost the game. And Jackie was out, but Jackie thought he was safe. And Jackie went in the clubhouse, and I mean, he was tearing up the clubhouse, hurling equipment, slamming the metal locker doors. Now, at the far end of the clubhouse in Ebbets Field was a black pitcher named Dan Bankhead. Mm -hmm. And in those days, there was a definite pecking order. When you walked in the door of the clubhouse, the stars were right there. And then... You started to get away from stardom, and by the back of the room where the Coke machine was, uh, that was where Dan Bankhead was. Now, Dan didn't speak very often, but when he did speak, he had that habit of being right on the money. So Jackie was hollering and hollering and slamming and slamming, and all of a sudden, Bankhead, with reading glasses perched on the end of his nose and a towel across his loins, Bankhead said, Robeson, which is the way he called him, Robeson, Robeson. And Jackie stopped like that. The room went quiet, and Bankhead said, and it's been my philosophy ever since, you're not only wrong, you is loud wrong. <laughs> ben Scully uh, discussing uh, Jackie Robinson uh, from a conversation in 1989 with ESPN talk show host Roy Firestone, audio courtesy Phil Grace, ATVAudio.com. I, I I must correct myself. I thought Finn was talking about the famous uh, World Series play. He was well, actually. Uh, this, this is another incident way back when, when uh, Dan Bankhead uh, was a member of the Brooklyn Dodgers. And it's, it's kind of interesting that it was Dan Bankhead uh, with regard to um, the story because Dan Bankhead, like Robinson, came up the same year in 1947. He was the first Afro-American pitcher to, to uh, start a game um, in 1950. But he came up only months after Jackie Robinson, and uh, his career was very short, but, but notable for the fact that he was the first Afro-American to start a, a Major League Baseball game, and certainly was not afraid to talk to Mr. Robinson when uh, <laughs> Robert Warren did it. 
Well, and, and again, you know, the, the 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 takeaway from that clip is 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 something that uh, you know Scully says he continues to practice to this day with regard to his broadcast style. You're not only wrong, you are loud wrong. In other words, you know, if less is more. Don't don't make a big deal out of it. You just make the point and then don't get in the way of the broadcast. Absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, that that was uh, a very salient uh, metaphor for what Vince Scully is known to do in the booth uh, when describing uh, a game. I don't get to listen to Vince Scully much here in New York. You know, it's rare. But um, any time uh, the opportunity arises, it's just a treat. Well, we're going to listen to... Some more of uh, Vin Scully classic moments. Vin Scully calling both the Brooklyn Dodgers and the Los Angeles Dodgers. That is coming up later on this hour as we continue our tribute to Vin Scully, the longtime broadcaster of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Vin Scully passed away Tuesday, August 2nd at the age of 94. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Accredited by Guinness World Records. Welcome to Archival Television Audio, Incorporated. A peerless TV soundtrack archive, preserving the audio from television's first three decades, the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, the golden and silver age of television. For more information, go to atvaudio.com. Coming up in our second hour, Tony Figueroa will share a few thoughts on how Ben Scully was very much part of the soundtrack of the lives of three generations of Angelinos as part of a special edition of This Week in TV History. That's coming up in our second hour. In the meantime, and speaking of Scully's impact on Angelinos, we have a few minutes left in this segment. Thought we would play a clip from a conversation that originally aired in April 2017 with actor Ed Asner. Ed Asner, the actor known around the world as Lou Grant on the Mary Tyler Moore Show and his own show, Lou Grant. At the time, we chatted with Ed in April 2017. It was one day after the start of the Major League Baseball season. At the time we talked to Ed that day, he was about to embark on a tour for his one-man show, A Man and His Prostate, and how his wardrobe for that play included an L.A. Dodgers baseball cap. Well, we eventually got to talking about the play itself. Early on in our conversation, Ed Asner and I got off on a tangent in which we talked about his beloved Los Angeles Dodgers and Hall of Fame announcer, Ben Scully. Now, the baseball cap is a Dodgers cap. Do you wear that by choice, or do you change the cap depending on venue? No, it's, it's my constant. <laughs> did, did Ed write... the, Dodgers, the Dodgers have started out pretty good this year. The, the, yes, it was a good... Uh, yes, uh, as we record this, folks, uh, yesterday was opening day of the baseball season, and as they say down here in Los Angeles, it was a good day for the Blue. Yeah. But tomorrow is another day. Now, now, did Ed write the show? With... Wait, is that a threat? Is that a threat? <laughs> <laughs> Disclosure, Ed. I grew up in San Francisco, so I grew up on the oh, other side of the rivalry. What are you going to learn? <laughs> <laughs> but having, having moved down here about six, seven years ago and, and having appre- come to appreciate firsthand Vin Scully... Uh, who, of course, retired last year. You cited one of the most beautiful people on earth, and that's Vince Scully. Yeah, and I've I've tried to explain what Vince Scully means to this geographical area to people who are not from 
Los Angeles. And it's more, he's more than just the voice of the local baseball team. He is a man who, who literally bridges not only generations, but but in you, you talk about history because he started in Brooklyn. So he, he bridges, you know, uh, yeah. people across the country. Uh, but he, uh, he is like a, uh, a Beethoven symphony. Yes. His mellifluous tones low on to sleep, except that the score keeps you awake. <laughs> he is a master of... Like a game like yesterday, for example, uh, was a one-sided game, or it quickly became a one-sided game. And there are few. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 easy to call a game when it's four to three in the bottom of the ninth, and it's close neck and neck. But it's hard. I mean, you really earn your money as an announcer when it's one-sided, and nobody could fill dead air better than Vin because he was always. Oh. He had he had a history book a mile wide in his head. And could come up with such amazing incidental facts. And Wonderful. yeah, like just one off the top of my head. I remember last year I was driving around and and the Dodgers were playing the Arizona Diamondbacks, and Arizona had an infielder named Socrates Brito. So Vin Vin took advantage of the opportunity to give a little backstory about Socrates and the hemlock. And while while Kershaw or whoever was pitching was warming up and just in between innings, and and then at one point Vince said, "Well, I apologize for going on." It's like I'm, I'm thinking you're Vince Scully. You don't have to apologize for anybody. <laughs> That's for sure. Oh, why didn't he run for president? <laughs> well. <laughs> That's another conversation. Ed Asner from a conversation that originally aired in April 2017 on TV Confidential, in which we talked about his love for Ben Scully and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Ben Scully passed away Tuesday, August 2nd at the age of 94. We'll take a quick timeout, and Phil Grice will be back for part two of our special tribute to Ben Scully that originally aired in September 2015 as part of the Sounds of Lost Television. All that more for this quick timeout here on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.